0: Only from Rustolium.
1: Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast where even though the temperatures are soaring and Dad and I are physically angry at how sweaty and irritable we are, we are here to keep you company through to the weekend. I'm Paul, that's John, and we'd like to start the show by giving a shout-out to a very special listener. Dad, would you care to do the honours?
2: This is a shout-out. Now, we don't often do shout-outs. Christine said to me today that we have a fan. Now, I've known about this fan for a long time. Yeah. Now, her name's Catherine. Yeah. Today's a very special day, at least in New South Wales. hmm The higher school certificate results came out. I mean, do you recall the day your results came out?
1: Yeah. I do. I was uh, sitting in a uh, classroom with a bunch of my classmates logging in and checking and finding out that I was 0.3% below what I needed to get into the degree I wanted. What degree was that? I wanted to get into media and communications. You didn't want to be a proctologist? Uh, no. I mean, you can be a butt doctor for free
2: if, uh, if the mood's right. True, true.
1: Please f- save this. Um, right. Okay, so the HSC.
2: So this lovely, lovely girl, Catherine, she's, she's a diehard, I mean, I was going to say diehard fan, but she's not a fan of diehard the movie, because that's probably done before she was born, but she's a hardcore, (laughs) she's a great fan. We just want to say, Catherine, congratulations. She was hoping for a certain result, and her father said to her that if she got an amazing result, he would buy her a designer handbag. Now, he probably regrets that, because she got an incredibly microscopic one tenth of a percent off that particular figure that he'd thrown at her, and he he probably believed that she had two chances. Yeah, none and Buckley's okay, but she's done it.
1: Did she? Did she get a bag?
2: Well, that's the thing. The father, yeah. shame on the father, has rescinded the agreement. He now, welched te- on his oh, coward. Well, well, sort of. He, technically speaking, yeah. He <laughs> he's. I mean, he's in the right from a sort of a mathematical sort of perspective. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. But yeah. I'm saying, and Paul and I are both saying, Catherine, yeah. get your dad to listen to this podcast, yeah, and get him to go shopping with you and buy you a designer bag.
1: Yeah, actually, hang on, this is directly to Catherine's dad. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, yeah, she worked really hard, dude. It's time. It's bag time. Just get get the bag. Also, bags are invest. A bag, a bag is an investment. It is. This thing is gonna this is gonna last her for years and years and years. Yep. And if something if something if something terrible had happened to her, you would forget. no cut that bit. So you know what? Just you only live once, baby.
2: Get the bag and get yourself something nice while you're at it. Toots. And also, and also, Paul, congratulations on an extraordinary. Now I've been sworn to secrecy uh-huh. about the mark she got, but might I say it's it's extraordinary. And she yeah. this morning when the results came out, she thought she shouted out to her parents. She actually thought they'd made a mistake with her score. She did that well. Hmm. But not
1: bag well, apparently. Dad. Mm. All right. Well, we're hopefully, Dad, hopefully you and I have um, gently finagled a bag into her life. But congratulations, and thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, may the next phase of your life be laden with bag. Dad, you sent me a story which I thought was uh, quite moving and interesting, but given that you are the... Um, you are the heart and soul of this show. Would you care to regale me with said tale in your inimitable fashion? It's so hot that my thesaurus part of my brain is melted into the rest of my brain and I'm uh, I'm becoming too perspicacious for my own good. Please stop me. Paul,
2: you've dropped some um, some massive words there. Yeah. Um, and I commend you. So, firstly, the uh, the guy's surname is Dix, which, I mean, how would you feel if your name was Paul Dix? I don't know. It'd be kind of hard to get around. Hard to get my mouth around. <laughs> Correct. So this guy, so you may recall the yeah. incredible story about the, the Thai boys, the soccer team? Yes. That were caught in the cave. Uh-huh. That story was one of the great sort of heart-wrenching positive stories and it, and it travelled around the world and it made people forget about all, all the dramas, all the, the shitty things happening
1: it's always really nice when uh, people save other people in
2: unfeasible ways. It's, it's inspiring, you know? Correct. Are you aware, Paul, and I sort of commend the listeners to ask everyone, who is aware of the 41 men that were trapped inside a tunnel in the Himalayas only a few weeks ago? Did you know the story, Paul?
1: I had no idea about this. No.
2: So 41 people were trapped what they were trying to do. Have you ever seen those videos where, in Nepal, those buses travel along those treacherous mountain paths, and just last week, a bus sort of fell off the off the mountain, basically, 35 people were killed. Have you ever seen those videos where people, it's so dangerous, you can't pass another vehicle, and what, what they've decided to do is build a tunnel because it's ultimately a point where people go uh, as a pilgrimage, to to go and offer up their their prayers. But it takes a long time to get around this very, very dangerous pass, so they've decided to put a tunnel through the mountain, which will turn it into a trip that would take more than half an hour to less than five minutes. Then a few weeks ago, there was a serious collapse in the tunnel, and they thought that all the men... All, all, and they were relatively young, they'd all pass away. And then a guy, an Australian guy called Arnold Dix, he describes himself as a nerdy Australian farmer. Okay. He was in Europe at the time, but it turns out that he's one of the foremost tunnelling experts in the world. He's also a farmer and he's also a barrister an extraordinary person and he when he heard the news he was he was contacted he was quite aware of what was going down Mm -hmm. and they flew him to this particular um tumbling tragedy and the the opinion the general consensus was that all persons would would die
1: ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices
2: a a sort of a a rescue secondary tunnel to reach the people that they assumed because in in his experience most of the people that he's rescued over the years have ultimately been deceased mm-hmm. by the time they've got to them because there's the the critical problem of, of oxygen and they're sealed in this tomb within oh. this mountain in the um it's 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 frightening it's terrifying and When they were using this particular piece of equipment to dig this hole to try and reach the people that they thought were deceased, the tunnel started to collapse and it started to make this terrible gut-wrenching sound. But he is so experienced and he said to the crew, he said, how about we approach this problem in a different way? How about we dig 100 millimetres? At a time. 100 millimetres, Paul, is about 2.5 inches or 10 centimetres. And when he started, and they were using um, hand tools, not big machinery, they had no idea how far they had to go. And they were just going so, so slowly. And then what that enabled them to do was to listen and read and respond to the geotechnical signals that this mountain was giving up to them. And inch by inch, old school, they slowly and tirelessly, 24 hours a day, worked their way and that eventually they found the 48, sorry, 41 miners. And they're all young guys. Every single one of them was alive. It's an That's extraordinary am- story. That's amazing, and it it just makes you realise that. And I'm going to sort of go out on a little bit of a limb here, but I think it's fair to say that Australians, we punch well beyond our weight. Yeah, in international circles. Yeah, we've we've just got this, and we we do have this sort of this sort of no fuss, no nonsense. Get in there, do the job, and I think about that to. Tonight, sitting here in Sydney where it's thirty eight degrees, it's thirty percent humidity. The conditions for a a really, really bad bushfire season. Yeah. yeah. Um are, are you know, it, it, it's probably going to happen and you know, you've got that extraordinary wonderful Christmas tale that Tegan wrote, and it's basically all about it's, oh. about, it's about fire.
1: Yeah, Jones Family Christmas. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's on and, stand and, and, right
2: now. And, you know, it's it's just it, it's a great film, and it it makes you realise the importance of volunteer organisations as yeah. well as, of course, professional organisations. Mm-hmm. But it you know, being out there this evening in that extreme heat made me remember what it was like to be a professional firefighter in New South Wales, in Sydney, and some of the big fires that we fought. And someone actually today said to me, I don't understand how you can fight wearing all that equipment, but it's like a switch, Paul. You're a professional, you have a job to do, you have camaraderie, Mm -hmm. professionalism, and you've got the public behind you. And, I mean, all humans generally with adversity tend to pull together. And it's really, really important, and it's a very... A good strong spirit,
1: yeah, and, and it's, it does feel like a particularly Christmassy thing to do. Yes. You know?
2: What yes. was the name of the uh, of the of the cave guy? His
1: name is Arnold Dix. So I guess what you're saying is that a lot of people
2: would have died if Dix hadn't worked the shaft so well. Paul, you are a genius with words. Um, that was a very good. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Joke? No. Um, <laughs> that was. No, there's a word, uh, double entendre. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. Yeah, look, I. If it hadn't worked out, I wouldn't have made the joke, but it did.
1: So I loved it. you know he um, he finished well. Whoops, another one. So, uh, Dad, are you excited about coming down to visit us for Christmas?
2: Christine and I are beyond excited, mm-hmm. and your sister Anne arrives from London mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Oh yes. At 11 p.m., which is way past our bedtime.
1: Yeah, and a lot of Verhovens in the one place. It's going to be pretty real. You know, we're, we're, an, we're an eccentric
2: lot. We are. We are, so I'm going to have to have a, an afternoon nap. Yeah. Set the alarm, mm-hmm. drive out to the airport. Anne's in for a shock in terms of the climate change from oh. England to oh, Australia. She's,
1: she's going to die. It's going to mm. be terrible. She, she's yep. coming from London. And obviously, listeners, uh, you know, the Verhovens are scattered to the four winds. Mark's in Thailand. Anne's in London. Uh, the rest of us are in Australia. But we've not been in the same city together for a long time. This is a uh, pretty close. so it's going to be Mum Dad, Tegan
2: and uh, myself and and also, and also um, may we also point out to the listeners that Tegan mm. has got a relatively small car and that was a real sticking point. Yeah, we were all very concerned about how we'd fit all our stuff because we arrive at Tullamarine and we are driving into the country. and yep. Tegan's father, who's mm. a farmer, and a volunteer firefighter and a jack-of-all-trades, master painter, master all sorts of things. He's lending us his massive four-wheel drive and yep. Kev's his name and a special thanks to Kevin for lending Tegan and through her, us, her, uh, you know, the the, the the wonderful vehicle that will enable us to actually drive safely into the country.
1: Yep. So if you watch Jones Family Christmas, just imagine that, that dad, just imagine the dad from the Jones family on uh, Tegan's movie, Brian and... Uh, Imagine Brian doing that. That is exactly the kind of thing Brian would do. I also have a lovely photo of the real life Kevin and the in-movie Kevin uh, together, and I must post that on Facebook at some point. But listen, this heat is uh, cooking our brains, and Dad and I need to toddle off now and recover. But we just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Have an incredible weekend, everyone. Stay safe, uh, be sun smart, and uh, we will see you very, very soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone.
2: Cheerio.